welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the episode. I would, I never know how to start the episode. I have a little intro it plays and then it comes here and I'm like, I'm just going to repeat everything that was just said, but I don't know. Starting and ending an episode are actually the hardest parts of doing a podcast. Spoiler alert, if you're going to do a podcast, it's the hardest part, starting and ending. But today I'm going to talk about something that I wasn't planning on talking about. I'm sitting here looking at a long page of notes for podcast ideas and things I wanted to talk about. And I was just on a walk and reviewing some things that have happened in the past couple of days and conversations I've had this week. And I realized I wanted to do my podcast about something completely different. And uh, I have no notes on this. I'm winging it. I'm just going to talk at you. Okay? Okay. Um, that's the, also the beauty of having a podcast. I get to do what I want. Um, but I feel like this is something that maybe I'm supposed to talk about. So here we go. I just started working at a spa down the beach. The Carillon, it's uh, this amazing, beautiful, awesome place. It's uh, There's a residence, so people live there. And then there's a hotel as well. And um, so there are members of the club, there are hotel guests, and then there are residents. And they, it's a spa resort. And so they have about 180 fitness classes a week there. So if you live there, you can take classes. They have water aerobics, beach workouts, they have yoga Pilates, um, they have amazing workouts, amazing fitness instructors. And then if you stay there as a guest at their resort, hotel, or you can just be a member, there's also um, tons of classes available. So I got hired on as a fitness instructor there. So on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I teach classes there. I teach um, boot camp, strength training, um, a tread and tread which is treadmill strength training. Um, I teach classes on the gym floor. I teach a, a killer core class. I teach, now I'm teaching a booty burn class. So it's really amazing. I'm meeting amazing people. The residents who live there are just so lovely. These people are, are fascinating in how welcoming they are. I show up, I'm a new trainer. Um, you know, they're in their space teaching classes. They pay for, um, through I'm not sure how it all works it's like a HOA or something but and they they're so loving and welcoming and wonderful and I just show up to work out with them and they treat me with just such kindness it's it's Christmas and Valentine's Day every day of my life anyway so I get asked because of my the shape of my body right now I'm in really good shape because I'm doing this fitness competition. Um, I get asked a lot, you know, wow, how often do you have to work out to have your arms? Or how can I get arms like you? Or how do I get abs like you? Or what do you eat? Or I just get asked a lot of questions now that my body looks the way it does. But the most common one I get is, have you always been fit? And if you know my story, that you know why I, I have such a hard time answering it. I, it's such a long answer. Have you always been fit? Well, no. Uh, I was 400 pounds one time. Um, um, and then I was 300 pounds for a real long time. And then I was you know, 200 pounds for a real long time. And 
and I've been working at this for a real long time. And it, and it turns into, I have a hard time answering the question um, uh, concisely because there is no short answer. You know, once they say things like, how did you do it or how long did it take you? And it's just such a long, you know, it's like my whole story. But anyway, it's, it's given me pause because I, I just think about my identity right now, who I am right now is the same as who I was my whole life, my personality, my soul, my heart. It's the same. Obviously, we evolve and grow, but because my body looks different, my identity is different, you know, and I'm a fitness instructor. I run a boot camp. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a weight loss mindset coach. I'm a behavioral coach. Um, that's, that is who I am on paper, and it's my mission. I mean, I'm, I'm working right now on building businesses and building platforms to be able to um, execute a really, really big mission. And it has to do with this arena of letting the world know that, ding, 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 you don't have to stay stuck. And I, I'm going to show you how you get unstuck. I'm going to prove to you it's possible. I'm standing here proving to you it's possible. Now let's see how we're going to get you there. From not just weight loss, not just body image situations. We're talking about life. Anyway, um, and so this question, it just gives me pause because in life we, we transform all the time. When you're a child, you transform from a kindergartner to a middle schooler and you know that that's going to happen. You know when you send your child to school, that child is going to change from a child who knows nothing to a child who knows enough to graduate high school. And nobody sets out on that first day of school with their child to say, I want this child to learn everything right now, or like, why bother? Um, Nobody sets that child on the bus and says, you know, if you fail, I guess you weren't meant to learn. Um, We also change you decide to you know, go to college after high school and you go from knowing nothing about being a teacher to being a certified teacher or you know nothing, you're just a, a college freshman and then at the end, you're an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant. You've transformed your identity. And when you start out, you know it will take X amount of time and it will take X amount of work and it will be hard and there'll be times you want to quit, but you'll go to the final anyway. You'll study the textbook anyway. You'll turn down the invitation to the party and you'll go home and do the work anyway. These are things that we accept when we're changing our identity in these big ways. You decide to get married. You change your identity from a single person to a married person. Now I'm a wife. Now I behave in a certain way. Now I have certain obligations. Now my time is spent a different way. I have changed who I am. People would never say, have you always been a wife? You're a wife now. Um, It's just accepted that you changed that identity. Um, Same with having children. You go from being a person without children to a mom or a dad. Your identity changes. And that takes time. It takes nine months to grow a baby. And then it takes a lot of time to get used to being a parent and learn how. So in our lifetime, we are constantly changing. We are constantly investing time into a process to change our identity and change who we are and how we live our life to get something that we want. And so it's so curious to me to think about the idea of weight loss and fitness 
and how the mentality that exists is I'm 50 pounds overweight. How do I lose all this weight right now? How do I become a fit, healthy person uh, really quick? I want to do it in 30 days. I'm sick of being overweight, so therefore I want to do it quickly. The, the whole dialogue around weight loss and fitness out there and the way it's marketed is quick, easy, fast. We want to change our identity from an obese, sedentary person to a fit, healthy person right now. And when I look at someone and say, this is going to take time, this may take you five years. This might take you two years. This is going to take time. You have to change your identity from someone, from a person who does not prioritize their own well-being to a person who prioritizes their well-being. And that is a big project that takes time. You're going to have to learn things about yourself. You're going to have to understand your behaviors. You're going to have to turn down the social party to go and do an exercise program you committed to or turn down the party to eat clean, healthy food at home or go to the party and choose to eat the healthy food and turn down the unhealthy food. Choices have to be made no matter what identity it is you're leaving behind and grabbing a new one. And it's astonishing to me to just really sit back and think about how we, we aren't willing to make the same type of time investment and sacrifices for our own health and well-being when we clearly want. People come up to me all the time that want to look fit, that want to have muscles that ripple, that want to be able to run a 5K, that want to be able to be a size that feels good in their skin. They want it. But when the path to getting it takes a lot of time, a lot of work, and then sacrificing things that you want now for that goal, the answer most often is no, I am not willing. The answer immediately might be yes, I am. But when it gets tough, the answer becomes no, actually, I'm not willing. And so I challenge you to think about that in your life. If you are on a weight loss journey, if you are trying to get fit, if you are trying to conquer things that you've been fighting your whole life, I challenge you to think about it. Like the other big things that you've accomplished that you haven't thought twice about doing and that you have indeed done. Those things you've accomplished, that college degree, that baby, that child you've raised, that job you've gotten promoted for, those things have all required from you time, work, patience, sacrifice, turning down what you want right now in order to get what you want in the future. You have done it. You have succeeded in this thing called life. And therefore, you are qualified, able, and totally and completely poised to do that with your health. And it is hard, and it does take time, and it takes work. I think about what my life used to be when people say, have you always been fit? I, this is what I should say. No, actually, um, I used to wake up in the morning, go downstairs, make a plate uh, of food. I would maybe eat a whole box of cereal, eat some Oreos, wait until I wasn't full anymore, maybe a couple hours, get all excited that I was no longer full. I now had some room 
and I could maybe microwave a party pizza. Um, and then maybe go to Subway and get a foot-long sub. Eat that. Oh, I like the meatball sub. And then maybe find something to distract myself for a little while uh, until I could eat again. And then, you know, maybe have a bag of chips and some Oreos. And then make dinner. Maybe make lasagna, macaroni and cheese. Eat a box of macaroni and cheese before my husband got home. And then sit down and eat a box of macaroni and cheese with him. But he wouldn't have known that I already had a box. And then after dinner, have ice cream, maybe bake some cookies, maybe eat the cookie dough right out of the tube and go to bed. So no, I have not always been fit. <laughs> I have not always been fit. The amount of time that I spent just simply eating. I, I lived to eat and I ate for, for pleasure. It was everything to me. And then I would lay down in bed and I'd think about all the things that I ate and I would hate myself. And I would say, tomorrow or Monday, I'm going to go back to Weight Watchers. I'm going to stop doing this. Yes. And then I'd get happy because I had a plan and I'd go to sleep. And in the morning I'd wake up and say, oh yeah, on Monday I'm going to do that. I best eat everything now between now and Monday. And then I would. And then Monday I'd go to Weight Watchers and I'd do my first weigh-in and the number would be really high and I'd be like, well, this is cool because I know I can lose a lot of weight the first week. And so I'd follow the plan. I'd be super hyper-vigilant. It wasn't hard. I could, you know, eat all the zero-point foods and, and I started to do a little exercise and then I'd go to weigh-in and I'd lose like 11 pounds that first week. It was super awesome. And then I'd be like, you know, that was good. Maybe I'll take a week off and I'll just skip one week and then... Um, I'll just kind of eat some of the things because I didn't eat them last week. And then um, I'll get back. And then I'd never go back. So no, I have not always been fit. So the follow-up question I get is, what changed? What was the thing that made you change? And my answer is always, it was a compliment. My classmate Shannon Dane complimented my outfit. She said I looked nice. I've talked about this here on the podcast. I've told the story before, but um, I walked into my intermediate accounting two class and um, I was wearing a long brown skirt and I was wearing a loose fitting brown striped shirt that had this little like suede corded lace up collar thing that I thought was cool and uh, brown shoes and my hair at the time, I just, it was cut shoulder length, didn't really do my hair. It was just parted down the side and I had glasses and um, I just didn't care about what I looked like. I really hated walking into class. Um, I usually tried to get to class really early so no one saw me walk in because a lot of my classes were upstairs. So I'd arrive and I'd be out of breath. So I would typically try to get to those really, really early because it took me a long time to catch my breath before I could sit down. And the worst thing ever was to come into class and have everyone hear me huff and puff while class was starting. And it was so embarrassing because it took me so long to catch my breath. And um, so my upstairs classes, I would get there really early. And then other classes, if I didn't have to huff and puff, and they had regular chairs, I wouldn't worry about so much. But a lot of my classes had those chairs that had the attached desk portion, and it was really hard to get in and out of those. So those classes, I tried really hard to get there early so I could pick one 
in the back or nobody was sitting behind me where I wouldn't block them and no one had to see me get in and get out. And so this class, I didn't have to climb stairs. And so I walked in, um, but I had to go around behind everyone. And so I put my head down, went to walk around and Shannon looked up and said, oh, you look nice or you look nice today. Um, and I just, I, it absolutely blew me away. And, um, and Shannon's a wonderfully kind person. Giving a compliment for her is like breathing. She's just, she's such a lovely person and sunny. And she's always so kind to everyone. And so it wasn't shocking that she complimented me. It was shocking that I got a compliment. And I, I just remember sitting down for class and I don't remember the class. I just sat there the whole time scanning myself, trying to figure out what it was that looked nice. What did she see that looked nice? Looking at my shoes. Okay, my shoes are not nice. Looking at my skirt. Mm, this is from a thrift store. No way this is cute. The shirt. Okay, the shirt's kind of cute. I got it at Lane Bryant. You know, it's got this cute little cord thing at the neck. It's got a little detail. You know, maybe it's the shirt. I don't know. And I just, I was just, I couldn't figure it out. But the next day when I got ready for school, I remembered the compliment and how good it felt. And I was like, well, I wonder if I put together something today, maybe I could get another compliment. Like it was that basic. I wanted another compliment. You know, I was married and I had, um, my son was, I don't really remember. He was a, he was a little kid, four or five years old. And, um, you know, I was just a mom and, uh, I went to school full time. My husband went to work and, you know, my life was just being a mom and studying and, and there was no reason to get dressed up. I didn't have nice things. I didn't have nice clothes. Um, my ex-husband didn't really like it for me to spend money on myself. Uh, so I, I had like, I had nothing really nice and I was ginormous and I couldn't buy clothes at regular stores. Um, sometimes I could get things at Lane Bryant because they were, they're a plus size store and they went up to size 30. And so if there was something that was loose, I could sometimes find something there, but typically it was Walmart. I'd get size four or five X elastic waist jeans and then just giant t-shirts because Walmart had three X, four X, five X t-shirts and, um, and jeans. So that's really what I had. And so I put on, you know, a pair of lame of elastic waist jeans and uh, I tried to match my shirt, but I combed my hair more and um, just, I don't remember what I did specifically, but I wanted to look nice. And I started to do that. And, and Shannon did. She complimented me. She said nice things to me a lot. And it was like, it was like water in the desert. Because all of a sudden I thought, okay, I, I can look acceptable. And when I started to believe I could look, look acceptable, then I wanted to talk to her. I wanted to talk to people. I, I felt more comfortable making eye contact and expressing myself. I always knew I had a good personality. People that knew me, you know, all long time, people in cold church, you know, people, people really liked my personality. People that I was comfortable around, I, you know, I have a good sense of humor. I like that about myself. And I love people so very much. And so I knew that if people got to know me that they might like me, but it was a matter of I needed to stay hidden because I was absolutely just destroyed about what I look like. I was so buried in so much fat. 
Um, that much fat was just shame. I've, it's kind of like when you're an alcoholic, it's horrible, right? It's terrible. You're, you're addicted to alcohol. It can ruin your life. But you can walk around on a normal day and look normal and nobody knows your secret. Nobody knows your vice. Same thing if you're addicted to shopping or gambling or um, pornography. You can walk around and look normal. But when you're addicted to food, everyone knows. Everyone can see what it is you do at night. And even if they never see you eat, which a lot of us who are obese, I never ate in front of people um, unless I had to. I just didn't want people to know I ate because I thought they'd all be staring, what's the fat person going to eat? I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some people I eat around, but in general, um, I didn't want to eat or I'd eat a normal portion or a small portion. So people, I wanted people to think that I was fat, no reason to like, not due to my behavior, which is hilariously absurd, but it's these lies we tell ourselves because of the shame. So when you're walking around 400 pounds, everyone knows that person eats a lot of food. That person eats too much food. That person is addicted to food. They don't have control over food. That person walks around with a sign that says, this is my problem. And so the shame that comes with it is massive. And um, it's debilitating. And it keeps you stuck. Because if you start to lose weight, you can see on the scale you've lost some weight. But it takes a long time for anyone else to notice that you've lost weight. So you can be working at it for a really, really, really long time without any external motivation. And so the shame from starting and stopping, from quitting when it doesn't look like it's working, just multiplies and it buries you. And so that's how I've been walking around. But all of a sudden with this idea that I could look a little better, then maybe I could show a little bit more of my personality. Maybe if people knew me, they wouldn't care that I was fat. Not knowing that I was surrounded by people that didn't care I was fat. That's the thing. People, people in general do not look at a fat person and think bad person. But we who are fat, we look in the mirror and say, I am a bad person. So we assume that's what people see. And that is so tragic. It's so tragic. So when I was able to start expressing myself, I was accepted and I was loved. Because people love and accept people who are loving and good. And I was loving and good. And so starting to show that and then be accepted was this huge change for me to say, okay, I am lovable I am likable. I don't have to stay the way that I am. I I could continue. I'm worth something. That's really what it was, was I'm worth something. Maybe I want to to do something more. And Shannon, she encouraged me when I, I got invited to be in my sister's wedding. I knew I wanted to lose weight for the wedding. That was the first big catalyst for me to really lose weight. And I told her about it and she was such an encouragement. She's like, it'll be so fun. You can work out and then you'll get to reward yourself with fun workout clothes. And I remember thinking, workout clothes? I, they don't sell workout clothes that fit me, but <laughs> well, maybe they will someday. Um, but I would tell her when I would lose weight and I, and I would tell her about my journey and she was so happy for me. She was such a cheerleader for me. She, and she herself, you know, she had gained like, I don't know, 10 pounds or something. And so she was counting her calories and eating things that were healthy and we would talk about it. And she was just so supportive. We would go to lunch and she would also be interested in finding a a lunch place that had healthy options. And she believed in me. And as I started to lose weight, I started to wear clothes that were cuter. I was able to go to Lane Bryan and buy pants and wear pants with their shirt tucked in with a belt. And it was size 28 
and it felt so good. And I had someone that was looking at me and confirming to me that I was doing a good job and it made me want to continue. And that's how it started. And how it proceeded was just getting really addicted to the feeling of accomplishing, the feeling of not quitting, the feeling of I, I'm going to try this and it's going to be hard and I'm going to feel good when I get there. And obviously I tried lots of different diets, um, Weight Watchers, I did the HCG diet. I did a lot, of, a lot of ways to lose weight that were not necessarily healthy. But I gradually just started to change my identity from someone who hated herself and didn't believe that she had any value to someone who believed that she really could and she could try and I just didn't want to quit. I didn't want to go back. I wanted to continue to show myself. I wanted to continue to live. It felt so good to start to show who I was. And so I just continued pushing. And I lost about 100 pounds I had graduated college. I got my first job out of college. And just the schedule of, you know, a nine to five where I wasn't up studying all night eating and I couldn't sit at home on the couch and eat, that helped a lot because I had work to do. I had regular meal times, a little bit more of a schedule. Um, and so I started to lose weight and and it's been a process. And I've got lots of podcasts where I've talked about the entire journey. But the whole point is that it, it didn't happen overnight. And if I had decided again, yet again, to do another diet in 30 days, I would have failed again and again and again. Because permanently changing your idea from being a hidden person behind hair in her face, scared of the world, to a person who's on a beach leading people in a workout, who's leading a fitness class, who is telling people at a gas station, hi, I can help you. That, that's a total identity shift. And that does not happen quickly. And we should not expect it to happen quickly. Nothing that changes our identity happens quickly. It takes time and it's a process. So I just want to encourage you, if you need to lose weight, if you need to change your body, think about the first step that needs to be taken. And I will tell you what it is. You need to look yourself in the mirror And you need to find something beautiful in yourself and celebrate it and speak it. And speak it till you believe it. Speak it out loud. Write it down. Start finding the things about you that you love. Start to revel in those things and find people in your life that you know believe in you and spend time with them. That's where you start. You say, today is day one. I am worth something. I'm valuable and here's what it is. No one has ever hated themselves into a better life. No one has ever hated themselves into a thinner body or a more fit physique. It starts with believing that you're worth the effort. It starts by believing that you can. Why do you need to believe that you can? Why can you believe that you can? Because you've already changed your identity many times successfully throughout your life. You went to kindergarten and you graduated kindergarten with a whole bunch of knowledge and that took nine months. What would happen if you worked every day for nine months consistently, five days a week on your health and well-being? What would happen in nine months, a school year? When you went to kindergarten every single day for nine months consistently, 
and learned and applied and learned and applied. At the end of nine months, you had graduated kindergarten and you were a different person. You were a first grader, just like that. You turned the little tassel on your hat and you were a first grader. And then you had a whole other nine months of learning. It's a process. First you learn, okay, maybe I need to count my calories. Maybe I need to stop you know, eating all of the popcorn at the movies. Maybe I need to start walking. Maybe I need to implement one healthy habit into my life every day, five days a week for nine months. And then what? Okay, now I've established that every day I feel really good when I walk or I feel best when I go to a workout class or I realize that when I log my food, I feel more in control about what I'm eating and I'm able to make progress or I've brought my diabetes under control or my high blood pressure under control or I've stopped obsessing about fast food because I realize that I'm only going to have it once a week. Whatever it is, we start small, we are consistent, and over time we change our identity. And that's how it's done. And that sounds really basic. But I just want to tell you that I am here. And I don't use this podcast to market myself, but today I am using this podcast to tell you that I am here. And that if you want someone to walk this path with you, I am here. I'm really good at it because I understand what it's like to be stuck. And I want to shine a light, number one, on the beauty and amazing capabilities you already have in you. And I want to shine a light out that leads you out of this pain cave and this shame cave that you live in. It doesn't have to be that way. You can celebrate who you are, fall madly in love with who you are, and take the time to change your identity. It takes time. It takes work. It will not be easy every time. You will have to say no to things that you like and that you want in order to achieve and attain the things that you know you deserve, that you know you're going after. Think about all the times in high school and college when you turn down an offer to do something fun to study for a final, or you turn down a social obligation or a social opportunity, I should say, to go to class or study or go to a study group. You did it because you had a deadline, because you had something that needed to be done, because you wanted a degree. degree. You wanted to graduate. You wanted to change your identity. So you sacrificed the fun thing, the pleasurable thing, to put in the work to get the thing that you want. So if you want it, count up the cost Don't put a time limit on it and let's go. Let's go do it. What are you waiting for? It's time to change your identity. I can't say it loudly enough, more strongly. You can change your identity. Have I always been fit? No. Am I fit now? Well, I mean, yes, but (laughs) I have to say it that way because uh, when you're training for a physique competition, I appear fit, right? I have have muscles and I'm lean, but I could not run away from someone chasing me because I'm not, I'm not as fit as I used to be because I'm doing something extreme, but, um, but I'm a fit person. I work in health and wellness. I work in fitness. I help people get fit. I help people get strong. I am no longer on the couch eating all day. I am out action verb living. I've changed my identity. And if I can, then you can. I am not special. I'm just a human being. 
And if I can figure this out and spend the time and transform my identity, so can you. And if you can change your identity from a child to an adult, from a high schooler to a college graduate, from a single person to a married person, from a married person to a divorcee, that's hard. From a single person or a married person, from a person without children to a parent, from a parent to an empty nester, to a college graduate to a master's degree holder, all of these things that you have done prove that you can do. So let's go. Let's do the thing. I can help you. I want to help you. Um, I specialize in a lot of things. I'm a personal trainer. I can do virtual training if you want to work out with me. If you want to learn how to overcome those behaviors and foods that trip you up over and over again, I can help you. I coach people on food behaviors, food rules, putting a roadmap in place for how you eat. I also help people come up with a way to eat, how to choose your calories and your macros. Um, I can take a look at what you're eating and I can tell you a few things to tweak that will make all the difference in your progress. Those are things that I can do. I can be your cheerleader. So if you wanna work with me, I encourage you to reach out to me. You don't have to work with me, but I'm here to tell you that that is my heart. I want to help you change your identity. I really, I really, really, really want to. <laughs> so if you have questions, if you want to talk, if you want to have a consultation, reach out to me. You can find me on the website. Um, all the contact information is in the wrap up here in this podcast episode. So I hope you found some meaning here. I'm just kind of, this was just a, I'm talking at you episode. I didn't have an outline. So you may have picked up on that. It might be a little bit of a bunny trail episode, but this is my heart. And uh, I really felt strongly to share it with you. So let's go. Let's go slay. That's all I have for you today in this episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this podcast and these episodes that you love. Thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared this podcast. The best way for you to share it, honestly, is to send a link directly to somebody that you think would get something out of this podcast. Because saying, hey, I have a podcast for you is great, but sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes, you can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, And you can also email me, Kristen at destinationbegin.com.